What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. What's up, man, Terrence? How's so, the weekend, man? This is the Monday report. <laughs> the post Coldplay. Post Friday night Coldplay concert report. Yeah. La, right? yeah, yeah. So let's just jump right into it. <laughs> Don't waste right time. How, how was it? Because, uh, yeah, literally, you have not mentioned anything about it since, yeah. as per our last discussion. Uh, yeah, because you walked in today as well. I'll hold it for the podcast. I'll yeah. save it for the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Report. Report. So I would say overall, it was great. Okay, mm. it was it was great and like I even teared up at certain points. Okay, okay. But I will say <laughs> that the first half, right? Because okay, like I was with a few friends and like we weren't all the way in front. Okay. We weren't all the way at the back. Yeah. We were somewhere in the middle. And uh, the first part I was getting fucking annoyed by the people around. Annoyed, me. Uh, really? Because of the phones. Oh. And okay, so And the, just to clarify, you were standing standing, standing in yeah, right? Standing in. And okay, so I don't know whether um whether it is a phenomenon, but feels like the average height of the concert goer has gone up. <laughs> because everybody in front of me was like tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there would be these people, I know, there's a thing about standing, there's no fixed area, right? So some people would like squeeze, squeeze, squeeze and suddenly come in front of us and they're like high five for getting a good spot. Yeah, yeah. In front of me and my wife, and my wife is uh, not, not the tallest also. Okay. So it was just like, she was getting hair swung in her face and we had to move back. Then like, then we're like, oh my god. Then people like, okay, you want to take a video, you want to take a photo, one's fine. But there were people who were like holding it and then changing hands the whole time. No? Videoing the whole thing, like, right? Yeah, and yeah, because yeah. when they do that, their arms, everything, I could barely see Chris Martin, like the real Chris Martin. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then after halfway through, we're like, okay, you know what, let's just go get a drink. Went up, mm. came back, uh, and we stood a bit further back. Mm. And then I think maybe people's arms were tired. Then it became magical. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, okay then okay. that was fucking great. And like, uh, I had a you know, it was a great time Coldplay like Chris Martin is an awesome performer yeah, yeah, yeah you know and I think Jasmine Soko was good also oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so she was really sweet because it was the third night of her performance and towards the end uh, the she broke down a bit and said this is the happiest week of her life oh yeah then sure. the crowd was damn supportive and all mm. uh, I will also say that the acoustics yeah like it's <laughs> It is it is hard to hear certain parts. <laughs> There's and, so many caveats you're putting to you had a great time that you might as well just say you did not have a good no, time. No, I had a great time. But I think also the last time when I went the first time, I was a bit more drunk. Mm. So it was just, you know, like, it is a spectacle. Like You can't yeah, yeah. deny it's a spectacle. So overall, I would still say it's a great time. And okay. when I left also, thankfully, like I could, like me and my wife, we took like a 30-minute walk home. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. It was yeah. nice weather and all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was great. As it was, it as mind-blowing <laughs> as the first one? No lah. No lah. Disappointed lah, right? No lah. Did, not match, did not match expectations. It, it was slightly, it met expectations. It didn't blow past expectations. Mm. The expectations were lower this time lah, is it? I was managing it. La. I knew that like, like, and not just because of your comment. Like, anything you experience great for the first time, the second time, you you can't just expect it to blow past the first time, mm-hmm. la, right? First time is always going to be Correct. special. La, Correct. Right? Thank you for yeah. reiterating the exact but, point that I made <laughs> the last time. No, but at the same time, I would still say it was a great experience. Ah, okay, okay. It was a great experience and I have no regrets going. And like, yeah, just watching Coldplay and Chris Martin. Uh, and one thing he did very nice, which he didn't do the last time, was the last couple of songs they went all the way to the back of the standing area ah, okay, okay. so that was when I was like maybe 10 meters away from him 
mm-hmm. uh, on the guitar. So that was very sweet. Like. Did you guys touch the ball? Like, the ball? No, I didn't touch the ball. There were a lot of balls. No but balls. I didn't, touch you didn't touch any balls. You know, all the tall people around <laughs> me. <la. laughs> it's a generational thing, I, I believe. Um, you mean what? The height? Yeah. Because it's like how, you know, our we are usually mostly taller than our parents' generation or so. Mm because of better nutrition and, and taking care of ourselves over longer in a period of time, right? Yeah. Uh, so now, the people attending concerts are so younger, getting younger and younger. La. So, you know, they, also, they will seem a little bit taller than you. Also, yeah. I think like, I don't know how Singapore or Singaporeans count on the global average height thing, mm. but there were also a lot of people who were... Not Singaporean. Not Singaporean. Uh, so I think inevitably, that might also drive up the height. Singaporeans are, yeah, Singapore males are below. Below, below right? The, the average. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, me and my wife, I think tall people from afar, they think there's like this open space uh, above our heads, yeah, you know. Yeah. Then they come in and they realize we've got two people standing there. Oh, uh, I see, I see. So then it's like, oh, fuck. Then I think one of my friends started telling people, I mean, he's a big guy. Like, he was like, uh, can you don't just come right in front of us? So then there was one one couple that came right in front. Like they okay, okay. wiggle through the back and then they come yeah, to the yeah. front. So he told them to 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 move to the side. Oh, that's pleasant. <laughs> that made for a nice experience. <laughs> and then, like maybe three meters away, I saw a shouting match. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw another shouting match. Yeah, yeah. So I would recommend people want to go. Don't try it. Even, even the middle, right? Because when we went to get drinks and we came back, we were like, hey, there's so much space at the back like, where you mm. can kind of, you know, it's, it's more airy and... Because of the air conditioning, is also not that hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was great. Mm, uh, but okay, I would say okay. six shows it really makes it less special. It is, like, it is. Like, every yeah. day you open social media, it's just another video. Yes, another another complaint. video. Yeah, another is. video. Yes, uh, he is. He has uh, bestowed upon us his graciousness to you know. Sing I have a no song issues with him and all that. Yeah. Uh, their choice to get six. I don't know, like uh, to do six. I'm sure any band will want to perform more than once. Mm. Uh, so yeah, la. it's just six. Yeah. La. I know someone who went twice. Yeah. The yeah. uh, second time, they went at, to queue at one thirty, but oh, they really? were right in front of the standing area. Oh, that's what they wanted. Like, right, that's what they wanted. La. Why, why uh, actually? Because the... the guy, is his co-play is his, his oh, yeah. favorite oh, band okay, of all time. Of all time, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That so makes then, sense. okay, like, and then I can yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. He said it was one of the best days of his life. Uh, which one? The first the, or second? Second, second. second day, because yeah. there was one song also Chris Martin pointed in his direction. Oh, really? And he said he'll never forget it. I don't know whether it was pointing at him <laughs> particularly. <laughs> la. But, you know, on his Insta stories, you could see like Chris Martin pointing at him and waving. I see, I see. And he was damn happy. Didn't happen to you. La. Didn't happen. Dude, uh, I couldn't even see Chris Martin <laughs> for a lot of it. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, you know, it wasn't a out of your mind kind no, of experience. No, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't like, like, the first time I went, I remember, oh my God. Maybe it's the first time you see any of your a band you like play, right? It's always going to be special. Uh, back to Defer. Uh. Defer yeah. I mean, I, like John Mayer, I'm a big fan. Mm. I've been to a lot of his concerts. I think like going to this one in Singapore was a lot more special oh, than a lot of those in the US I've been to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe first time in a specific setting or something. Uh, like. This is why I like went that, to the yeah, second yeah. time in the same setting. Second time of six concerts. Yo, I, I still don't regret it. I still don't no, regret no, no, it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I just, I just like, because I, I didn't hear from you at all the whole night. And I know if you had a lot of fun and you, your mind was blown, you had messaged me like, oh my God, this was no, 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 no. I was like, okay. That was when last time me. maybe I didn't have a proper boundary. You know, 11 p.m., don't message people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then 7 a.m., 7 a.m., you already were like texting about work and all that. So I was like, okay, like, I, don't no, think, I don't to... think he had an awesome night. <laughs> you have to also say that last time, I think I, I also messaged less now beyond a certain time, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so now no, I'm, I'm like, okay, pretty like, sure like, because it's not about work specifically, uh, but this one was about like how much you enjoy something. I'm sure, given 
knowing your background, like if you could rub it in my face, how much fun you had. You had taken a chance to do that at 11.59 p.m. On that I night. beg to differ, there. Yeah, yeah, I beg yeah. to differ. I've grown as a man, you know. So I was like, okay, lah. I know he didn't enjoy it, lah. Let's let's just wait for the rundown. I enjoyed it, Terrence. I enjoyed it. But the first half, I was like, yeah. what the hell is wrong with people? Your friends all enjoyed it and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, did it. Okay, okay. And like, I mean, thankfully, we barely took any, like, once in a while, take a photo of the group and all. Yeah, but to, I I guess the people who were like literally holding it there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why? Why? A lot of it is to like, put it on uh, TikTok or YouTube and get views, uh, you know. But sometimes the the crazy thing is the quality is really good, lah. Oh yeah, like the yeah. audio quality, everything. Like, yeah. like for example, like the aforementioned John Mayer concert in Singapore, you can watch the whole concert on YouTube, like shot from someone's phone, and it's pretty decent quality. Was oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw someone show the the zoom function of the Apple 15 Pro or something. Okay, is insane. Like, oh, is it? it starts off with Chris Martin, and then when she zooms out, I think she was seated. No. Oh wow. Yeah, it was it, it was a crazy video. Then I was like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, There's a lot of people talking about how Singaporeans are, uh, you know, not so uh, energetic or alive during concerts. Do you feel that way as well? Being there? Uh, no, actually quite alive. Uh, the the mood was good. Like. good. And they had the fa- the, the oh, plastic yeah, yeah. bands that yeah, all yeah. lights up in unison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing is they spent like 20 minutes talking about the environment. The environment? Like in between the first uh, opening set and their set. Like. I see, I see, I see. I mean, of course you want to save the environment and all, but yeah, standing yeah. there, you're like, okay, like just, yes, there's another tree. Okay, great. Uh, Yeah, okay. Can we just start the concert? Maybe that's what, that's why they do six concerts, uh, to reduce their carbon footprint. Because they're like the first uh, band maybe, yeah. with a neutral carbon footprint, right? Yeah, 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 correct, correct. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so right. six concerts in one place maybe reduces oh, carbon footprint. Oh, that's true. Uh. So you... Uh, you know, don't don't uh don't check me for this, but you help to save the world by attending a Coldplay concert. <laughs> that's like a prism ad, no? Yeah, you say like by on the aircon, you... <laughs> Terrence, don't uh, don't get us uh, in the same hot water. Nah, I'm just trying to make you feel better so that overall I you feel, feel like good already. <laughs> I feel good. I'm very happy. I did. I saw it with my wife. The first first concert, second concert we watched together. Yeah, okay, it was great. Okay. But acoustics okay. in National Stadium really something yeah. wrong, right? For yeah, the songs off. that have a lot of background music and vocals, right? You can't hear the vocals. It's like drowned in like muffled noises. And that's why Jasmine Sokol, so the first few songs couldn't hear. Oh, really? But yeah, but after that, I mean... Was she playing covers? Like, no, no, she did on, her oh, own. Did, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. her own. Uh, so I haven't seen videos of the Riley, but the Sam Willows played also. Ah, Sam Willows? Yeah, so what, oh, what really? happened was Riley, who was doing the, the second three days, she she performed a few songs and then she said, I have a surprise for you. And brought out the Sam Willows, which I thought is quite sweet. La. Hey, when was this? On your day that you... No, no. Oh. The, ours was the third day, which was the final day for okay. Jasmine Soko. Uh, so fourth, fall, fifth and sixth is Riley already. So yeah, Sam Willows played. Wow! Welcome back. What's up, bring on the whole gang? I mean, in some way, her music career started with them, right? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, so it's a nice... And I think any music performing in front of 60,000 people mm-hmm. is insane like, on the same insane. stage as Coldplay yeah. just... and one thing nice they did is like on those those screens at the side they put the name of the artist there the whole time mm. which I thought was a very nice thing oh okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. and there was, okay. was there an Indonesian artist as well or something I think, I think there was, was one right? before Jasmine Soko but we got there like 7.30 when Jasmine Soko had doing a second song already oh is it okay uh, okay yeah, yeah, I see yeah. I see so you missed the bit of the missed local, the bit of the first oh, part okay. yeah yeah it was great. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I had a great time with my wife and my friends. Yeah, great. Yeah. It's like one of the cognitive dissonance. Uh. No, no, no. Every time you have to deliver bad news, you always start by, oh, you know, like, we really like, we but, really like yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know. 
Oh, oh yeah, the 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 essay you wrote was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, correct. But but yeah, How was your weekend? Oh, good, good, good. I I also did like uh actually I I went to something that I thought was like pretty um a fun experience uh. Actually, mm. you know, there's this uh at the Marina Bay Sands Theater now. Mm. There's a Disney animation immersive show going on. Was it? So you know the theater, it's got seats and everything, right? I think they pulled out all the seats. Which, which theatre is this? The Marina Bay Sands. Uh-huh. The Sands Theatre. Oh, Sands, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sense, so uh. they pull out the seats and then they just like put up big uh, projection walls around and then they just uh, project like uh, Disney songs, like like uh, segments from each movie la, where mm. they perform certain songs. And it's just a medley of all the different songs from different animations in life-size, giant-size projector screens. And then with music playing and, and you know, some lights uh, on the floor and everything. Mm. And you just sit down on the floor and you just, uh, you know, immerse yourself in Disney animation history. Uh. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it's like, uh, it's almost like a concert like that, except mm. it's, you know, without uh, without uh, people singing or what. And, uh, yeah, and it's just all around. <laughs> yeah, it's all around. And then, you know, they got interactive stuff like bubbles and, you know, soap comes out, like mm. soap uh, suds come out as snow and everything. Uh, when the Frozen is playing, for example. So, you know, for kids, it's a lot of fun, but not just kids. I saw a lot of young couples there for dates. You know, a lot of uh, people grew up watching Disney animation who enjoyed yeah, these yeah. shows as well. And yeah, it's an hour-long thing. And uh, yeah, I, I thought about it because remember the Iswaran and Ong Beng Singh were trying to bring ABBA the Voyage, virtual, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, oh, this is probably somewhat of what that experience is, like, where you you immerse yourself in the songs and the videos and and, you know, virtual representations of the characters of that time. And uh, uh, you're not paying for a full concert and having to go and like, you know, do what you do, yeah. or get blocked by people. Wow, worry about this, worry about squeezing yeah. it. It's just, uh, you just chill or just have a little, like sit down and just enjoy the music and just immerse in it for a bit. Uh. Oh. Interesting experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish, I do wish like, let's say like, Coplay can't travel the world or can't come to your part of town. They could do something like that, you know? Yeah. They could have a avatar of Chris Martin running around. I think people still enjoy it. A lot. Because like the over the weekend I started just watching uh live performances from of Coldplay at other concerts yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. And it was fucking great. Yeah. In the funny, comfort yeah. of my own home. Yeah. You can see, right? Yeah, you just see. No people <laughs> flinging hair in your face or worrying about how to get home later. <laughs> so I would say you go to the concert to enjoy the en- the atmosphere. The, the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to listen and see his like per- perform performance perf- performership or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's you're just watching 2D, it's so great. So if it's immersive, right? It'd be damn cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, reminds me of the mm. during COVID because they couldn't do concerts. Then the weekend was launching his his latest album back yeah. then, Don FM. Then he did like a live listening. Like, where he just sat stood on oh, a podium yeah, yeah. and just played the album in front of people. People loved it. Like, right? I mean, it was damn fun to watch. Like, I don't yeah. know, like it's just something hypnotic about it to watch an artist like jamming out to his own jamming music. to his own music, <laughs> like you know, very Kanye West kind of thing. But it yeah. was fun, eh? And yeah. and. Uh, seems like we won't have that anymore because COVID is over, right? You know, right, but right, I thought right. actually, oh, actually, these experiences that allow you to be with other people who enjoy the music and all, and yeah. like you know, partake in the atmosphere without dealing with all the pains of an actual concert, mm. it's quite fun, uh. yeah. Hmm. Mm. Oh, interesting, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. And I think but Singapore, we'll, we can do more of that, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it'll be a while since still we see the Abba virtual <laughs> voyage. <laughs> The poison chalice. <laughs> the poison yeah. chalice. No one dares to touch it anymore. Ever. Association. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah. Solid. But yeah, man. Cool. Uh, cool. So, uh, yeah. are you, will you will you do another big National Stadium concert? 
Again? Uh depends lah, depends on who. Uh, depends on who. Like Foo Fighters, if they come, I would want, I might want to go again. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, because I went the first time, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So see lah, I think, I think. Bruno Mars, no lah, you're not going. No, 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 oh, no okay, Bruno okay. Mars, no Bruno Mars. But like Ed Sheeran also, or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be it's nice. Taylor Swift would be great, but uh, no tickets ah. Yeah, no tickets. Oh well. Uh, okay. Oh well. Fun, oh, well. fun weekend of experiences. Yeah, man. Yeah, two I'm sides glad. of the same coin, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like wah. Wow, I, 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 I'm I'm validated in my decision not to. No, Terence, I had a great time. <laughs> so Friday night you were damn happy lah, not to see a message from me. You're like, oh yep, I was right. I was right. No, no, no I was. I I was really hoping you would enjoy a lot lah, and then uh, you would yeah, be texting. Yeah, of course, of course. I it was. I'm very. I would be very happy to be proven otherwise. But yeah. you know the the glee with which you you. I was waiting for yeah, you to la. text back and like, oh, you know, it's fucking great. <laughs> no, no. It never came. Yeah. <laughs> and then 7am got text about other things with you. I'm like, okay, la, he, he, didn't, he didn't go nuts. La. No, saving it, saving it for the for the podcast. Saving yeah. it for the podcast. Uh, but yeah, la, uh, cool. It's cool. So that was a nice, nice weekend. La. Mm-hmm. Nice weekend. Friday night was a nice way to spend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we still got some news, man. Yeah. Yeah. But before we do that, mm. uh, if you're new here, Please, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we're seeing that a lot of new people uh, who are not maybe from Singapore but are also uh, watching the videos on YouTube or even listening on Spotify. Please make sure to subscribe and follow wherever you listen or watch this show uh, to keep up to date lah, with any new episodes we have. Hell yeah. And if you want to work with us in any way, uh, just reach out at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Mm, mm, mm. Cool, man. Yeah. Okay, cool. The, the first news. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been more like targeted in the tech space, but mm. it's uh, a bunch of questions being asked. La. Yeah. So, I mean, if people are in the know, they would have heard a lot about this. But if mm. you haven't, you mm. may have seen this flutter around. Yeah. Basically, there is this Singaporean startup called Visio that was founded 2019, was actually making a lot of headway. Um, uh, and they developed some pretty kick-ass uh, AI technology. Mm. Uh, but over like uh, January 16th onwards, there was an expose by online publication Tech in Asia mm. that pointed out that uh, the founder and CEO actually forged his doctorate certificate from Cambridge mm. and that he actually was known by another name as well. He's now known as John Lee, but he was known as Dennis Lee. Yeah. So 16th January, that came out and over the next few weeks, there was a roller coaster of... Uh, Un, uh, un- discoveries like, that were made yeah. that has resulted in him stepping down as of I think a few days ago uh, so yeah so we thought it'd be interesting to to check it out uh, and I mean kudos to Tech in Asia like, who we also worked with when we went public with our hook story last year mm, mm. Uh, but yeah so so that was the gist of it like when when did you first hear about this uh? Uh, I think yeah Tech in Asia itself because mm. I subscribe yeah, yeah subscriber so I yeah I think I did read a little bit about it and look up a little bit about this guy's history as well. Uh. But yeah. had you heard of the company? No, never, never. Yeah, I also never heard of the company. And and I mean, essentially, right, what they do uh, was they basically are competing in some way with Google Maps. Uh. Yeah. Uh, and what they say they do a lot better than Google Maps is by using 2D images and a whole bunch of AI and proprietary technology to build 3D maps mm. Uh, mm. to the point that you can have a live live 3D stream mm. uh, of areas. So they sell their technology to like security companies, uh, uh, construction companies, and it seems pretty legit. La. Yeah. And they're on track to, I think, make like, um, I think their estimate was uh, as high as $125 million in revenue, US dollars this year. 
Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so they got a lot of clientele they work but with. Even uh, allegedly. Alleged, allegedly. Uh, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Alleged. Allegedly. Because in December 20, 2023, mm. Tech in Asia was the company that uh, wrote an article, the SG startup showing how 3D mapping isn't just Google's game to lose. Mm. And they were talking about this technology. Then, yeah, so January 16 onwards, it basically this 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 person just to give a summary of like um what happened was his doctorate was uh discovered to be to have been forged um and then he actually came forward with that but then there was more stuff that was uncovered Appar- apparently 20 years ago he was working for a startup in singapore called elipva or something mm. during the dot com boom there was a bunch of forgeries that uh, was discovered there he left he went to China, started like buying a few companies and building them up and then started a few companies, one of which eventually became Visio and he relocated it back to Singapore. Mm. So since then, like he has claimed to have written books mm. that he has never written. He yeah. has claimed to work with companies uh, that say they have never worked with them, including the likes of McKinsey. Mm. Uh, he has said he has gotten awards from MIT and Stanford. Yeah. Uh no, like the those awards don't even exist. Mm. But uh the the curious thing was when the first forgeries came out, the chairman of the board, uh Abu Bakr Muhammad Noor, who is also a director of SMRT Corp and a bunch of others, continued to back the guy as CEO. Mm, mm. And saying that and I quote, the board is of the opinion that the technology developed by Visio is not dependent on the doctorate. Mm. The technology has since proven itself and has been successfully deployed in Singapore and other parts of the world. Yeah. So one board of di- direct one director stepped down, but it seems like the board was backing him. Mm. Mm. And even saying that we cannot and will not take his life's work away from him as he paid his due some 23 years ago as a young man. Mm. So, yeah. And then there was more exposés, more exposés, and then the guy stepped down. Yeah. So, like, when you were reading this, what do you, what, what, what came to mind as you were reading all this? Is it just like, this is another piece of case of startup bullshit. No, uh, it is, yeah, it is a case of startup bullshit, right? Mm. Like the uh, hot air and everything. Uh, but I think it's it begs the question, like, um, you know, is this kind of fraud or uh, alleged fraud or misrepresentation, is it a victimless crime? Because you could argue that, like, yeah, you know, he misrepresented his academic credentials to build this company and secure funding from investors but it's all private investors right it's not mm. like they were taking taxpayers money yeah uh so who is the victim in this case is is it some rich vc or something who for them this might be just a drop in the ocean for them as well mm. um yeah if, if and if it is a victimless crime like uh should normal people care about this kind of thing la? Mm. Like, okay la, um some ceo forged some certificate but, you know, it's not like he's not delivering on whatever he's promising his customers, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's seems like there are satisfied customers who have stuck with him, uh, who have stuck with the company through this as well. Uh. Yeah. So is it is there any issue with uh with all that? Uh? Yeah. So I mean, basically, yeah, uh, because like, the technology does seem legit, uh, right? Mm, mm, mm. Uh I mean it's like my first thought is that is not victimless, but then mm. who is the victim? Then it becomes a thing of like, okay, you know, it's not, it's against ethics, it's not ethical. Mm. But I mean, in business, we can speak from experience being at the end of a non-ethical decision that, yeah. uh, of a, you can argue, et- 
uh, uh, a decision that was made that wasn't against the law, they yeah. still fucked us over, lah, right? Yeah. So does ethics and all, or like have a have a role to play in this, especially when the technology seems to be crowd groundbreaking? Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. Like I feel it's wrong, mm. but I don't know how many people like what the case is for it, lah. For yeah. you? Uh, I mean, I just finished watching uh some of my one shot things I mentioned, Man on the Run, mm. with uh talking about Jolo and One MDB and all that. And that was the question they posed uh, throughout the show. Like, is it, was it a victimless crime? Like, you know, ultimately, uh, Jolo and Najib allegedly, like, you know, uh, took that money, siphoned off that money from 1MDB and, and used it to make, you know, investments and buy yachts and stuff like that. But who's really being affected on the ground, like, right? Mm. And I think the show, the what the show is trying to say is that it's not a victimless crime. At the end of the day, that money that was siphoned off and, you know, or used, a Malaysian name was used to borrow money, um, could set the country back, you know, by years, if not decades, right, in terms of paying back that money. Mm. Uh, and then that also means that money being allocated for funding education or funding infrastructure builds and all that is not there anymore. La. But that's government money. La, correct, right? correct. So taxpayer money. So yeah. I think that's the point of saying that there is a victim in this case. La. Uh, in this case, I mean, as much as it is, in uh, yeah, like you could argue that it's an investor money. But the larger picture is that if startups and and, and you know startup founders and CEOs are allowed to to you know lie through their teeth about uh about the small small details that get them uh get them business or the small details that that show up their credentials or even about what's on their portfolio, then it becomes very hard for those people who are doing it, uh, being truthful and doing properly to get the same amount of funding and everything. Like. So there is an opportunity cost to it, like, right? Mm. Where we fund the people who tell the lies and, you know, you don't fund those that are, you know, telling the truth, like, right? And uh, that's not a good, that's never a good thing. Like. You know, mm. it's like, it's a bit like thinking about um, uh, Elizabeth Holmes and, and her... Uh, sorry, what's the startup called again? I forgot already. The Theranos. The Theranos, yeah. There's Theranos. Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes, right? Like you could argue that, yeah, like, that who are the real victims? Like, ultimately, it's these big investors anyway, right? But the truth is, she was bringing everyone on a ride and like, you know, so much money was flowing after her. Money to, that could have gone to invest in other more useful things for the medical industry as well, right? Mm. So it's not entirely victimless all, that way. But that one Theranos, there was no technology, right? Technology, it was technology based. Yeah, but but was the technology developed already? Uh, it was developing, but and maybe give it another ten years, it might have been there. So but ten years, where to begin with, like, yeah. yeah. But this one, it seems like it's legit technology. Mm-mm-mm. So that's where it becomes a bit like okay, then okay, this guy step down la. Like, mm. is it like the case where once he stepped down, everything is fixed? Because mm. what I find curious is like the the Abu Bakar, Abu ba- Abu Bakar, Muhammad Nur wrote literally that they backed the CEO after it was announced that this guy forged a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. So then I'm thinking, why would the board of director, like the chairman of the board, be so vocal about that? Given one Mm. director stepped down. Uh, And then I was thinking, is it because, I mean, in the world of startups and all, you basically when people invest, they want a return, right? Yeah. As long as they can get a return on their own investment, it doesn't matter if they can see their startup like a car crash in slow motion. Like they know five years time, this money's this, this startup's gone la. Mm. But as long as I can raise enough for the next round of funding and take some money off the table for myself, that's all I want. Yeah. And in this case, 
I'm just thinking like, is it because like they, like they still wanted the business to carry on and not be derailed by this? Mm-hmm. And in the interest of the company, the employees and all, you have to back the CEO. Yeah. La. But at the same time, then I feel like the like what you say, like, then you cannot trust anything about a company because mm. apparently in, in pitch decks that were being sent out, there were 56 clients. Yeah. Then on the website, it's 42. Yeah. And then after this whole expose came out, it was reduced to nine. Yeah. yeah. And there are all these companies coming out saying like, I've, we have never dealt with them. You know, we have no commercial transaction with them. We are not a client. So then it becomes like, oh shit, is this just at the top or throughout la? Yeah, because he was quoted saying even some uh, uh, claims of plagiarism as well in their mm. corporate videos and all. Yeah, and he said, uh, I, "I'll I'll find something basically along the lines of like, yeah, I told one of the the teammates, I pushed my salespeople really hard, and mm. they've all since left the company. But you know, once you leave, you're my enemy. Uh, they treat me as enemies, so I could have done a better job, and maybe they were motivated to to just plagiarize and all. Then it feels like, what, what is going on? It just feels like the whole." There's just a web of lies throughout. And this guy, 23 years ago, he was caught as a fraudulent person. Now, apparently again. Mm, mm. So then it feels, it's it's tricky. And I think as a company, it's just, if you're an employee there, right? Mm. How would you feel? Uh, yeah, I think there's, there'll be a lot of trust issues Yeah, that would potentially affect business. Yeah. Especially because the technology, right? They send it to, they sell it to security companies. Mm. And even in the first article, there was something that the Tech in Asia article also spoke about, like uh, privacy concerns. Yeah. And this is something that he, uh, the founder himself said, that they take a very, very close watch on who their clients are. Mm. Because if you're selling them data, um, like a real-time 3D thing, they can literally spy on people like, if it falls mm. on bad hands. And he said, and I quote, um, yeah, we are not advocating for open-door policy for anyone to walk in and utilize technology without scrutiny. Mm. So there's there's a lot of if this goes into bad hands, it's so powerful. Mm, so mm. if the person at the top, the founder, is already fraudulent, then can you take this at face value, lah? Mm, mm, so mm. that's why the, the board of directors it just feels weird that they were backed him to that extent. Yeah, maybe maybe they needed more time to uncover more details. Mm. I mean, you know about this. Uh, a lot of people who talk through the asses to try and convince people, you know, these uh, very narcissistic mm. salesperson types. Uh, the thing about them uh, over the years, now and working with, with them and all that, that I realized is that they believe that they can really build this, this like very intricate web of lies, like, right? Or half-truths or mm. exaggerations. They, they, sometimes it's not lying, it's just half-truths exaggerations, but they build up this intricate web that they think they, they can keep juggling forever, you know, that they can they can keep it propped up forever mm. because they're very smart or something like that. Uh, but half the time, they don't know that people have already figured it out. Lah. You know, and it's just out of politeness or, or just not rocking the boat that they choose not to to call it out, lah, mm. you know. Um, yeah, but it's very shocking that how much they'll just layer one lie on top of another. Then when confronted with the truth or that, it becomes a whole, yeah, it becomes like, oh, this is a witch hunt and, and they, mm. they become play victim and everything. Mm. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. So it's, it's yeah, I can imagine for anyone working there, it's, it's very unpleasant also. And then, yeah. you know, like the double standard because mm. just a few months ago, last December, oh shit, 6th mm. December, 
there was the case of a woman who got jailed for getting mm. jobs with a forged NTU degree. Yeah. yeah. So she literally got jailed. She, when it came out, she used it to secure multiple editing jobs over 16 years. Mm, mm. Um, and she was sentenced to eight months jail. Yeah. So when I saw some chatter online, I think they pointed out that this person was sentenced to jail because someone took, took it up as a court case. Mm. Um, I can't remember if it was... Or reported to police. La, yeah, reported to police. Yeah. But in this case, like, the feeling you get is like, this guy is stepping down just because it's in the best interest of the company, but he didn't do anything wrong because to develop, you know, such groundbreaking technology, there's some leeway la, almost. Mm-hmm. So that's where it feels like, hey, like, then it becomes annoying because these people are getting charged and in her defense, she was saying she faced pressure from her mother and also economic pressure to get a job, to maintain livelihood, support her parents. Mm. Still gonna job. Then, gonna uh, jail. Then this mm. person gets away, scot free like that. It feels, feels a bit weird. La. I guess it's for the the board or any investors who feel like mm. uh, that they've been conned to to make a case, la, right? Whether yeah. it's the police or what. Because I think that's eventually what uh, Elizabeth Holmes got pinned with as well. Uh. Basically, uh, securities fraud. La. Lying to her investors about so someone took up a yeah yeah, yeah. they sued mm. her and everything like yeah oh, they yeah her. oh it became a federal case like, basically on large scale because you are uh, you are defrauding investors on the, on the large scale like, right mm, mm, mm. so I think it it's it's something that can be brought up to a criminal level like, yeah mm, so that means someone just needs to press charges yeah or report it or something like. report it yeah I mean for all we know the latest statement. Uh, was by the company itself was 26 January mm, mm. that there is a new CEO already. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those things that it's it's uh still developing la. Yeah. Because I can imagine th- they raised 30 million so mm. they definitely have a more than a handful of investors. Yeah. So yeah, I hope this doesn't just get uh swept under the carpet just because it seems like the, the technology is pretty good la. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just speaking of, you know, uh, people who put up a false front in order to get what they want. Right? Mm. <laughs> there are some people who are doing that in very creative ways, right? And, mm. and, and here we are. We are here to discuss the uh, ethical, uh, the, eth- the ethics of doing something like that, right? <laughs> Have they really deceived anyone by, you know, doing what they're doing and, and uh, asking for people to use their CDC vouchers to get these services, like, right? Yeah. And what are these services we're talking about? <laughs> I mean, so basically, there have been a bunch of ads put up by uh, Heartland Massage Parlors mm. um, offering to accept CDC vouchers like, in exchange for services. Yeah. But uh, based on the Facebook ads advertising yeah. these services, it doesn't seem to be like just... Uh, uh, Innocent massages. Mm. It is things like hot oil prostate treatment, uh, body scrub bubble massage, mm. boisillian waxing, uh, accompanied with photos of uh, young women that, I mean, you, you can argue is more like uh, sexual or seductive in nature. Mm. Mm. And they accept CDC vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically... Um, I mean, today reported on it. Yeah. And as of now, I think, so as of last Wednesday, January 17th, there were at mm. least 15 of such establishments listed on the government CDC vouchers go where website. Yeah. Um, and I think since uh, today started querying them and all, I think most of them have taken it off. Mm, mm, most mm. of it has been taken off. But 
<laughs> how today found this out is that um, they sent on two reporters, yeah. you know, to these two of these massage establishments that yeah. accepted CDC vouchers in uh, January, requested for a standard hour-long body massage. And midway through the massages at both <laughs> parlors, the masseuse attending to the reporter offered special services of a sexual nature. Mm. But then after they paid the massages in cash, and which the which the reporter declined. Oh yeah, which the reporter declined. Important, correct, correct. important yeah, part my, of that. Yes, my, my yeah, the reporter declined. And then uh, after they paid, the reporter filed uh, two police reports. Like notified the CDC the same day. <laughs> so yeah lah, it's a <laughs> it's a debate on fucking using CDC vouchers for getting like a happy ending la. Yeah yeah, I mean kudos to. Those reporters uh, who had to go and get the first What an assignment. And declined those illicit uh, sexual services as well. Yeah, that means the whole massage, they cannot just relax, no? They have to be <laughs> on high alert. Are they, are they getting sexual? Yeah, are yeah, they yeah. getting sexual? She touched, she touched yeah, the guy. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a bit too close. <laughs> yeah, a bit analyze, too analyze. Close. Feel, oh, no. It's okay. Yeah. Fucking so undercover. Smoking gun is when they ask you about special services. Undercover Maybe agent. the special service is like, Ear candling or earwax or something. But they say special like, services of a sexual nature. Oh, right? okay, okay. More specific. Yeah. I wish they would just like come on and tell us what it was. The actual dialogue, like, right? <laughs> you say special <laughs> services of a sexual nature. You know, some people get off by with different things like you yeah. tickle the back of the neck or something very like that. Sexual already, yeah, that's yeah. very sexual already. You know, does it mean it's sexual? You know? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the reporter declined. And and those two are now no longer on the CDC GoWare uh, website. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Terrence, do you mm. think they did anything wrong or not? Um, I mean, the TOCs for the CDC website, on the CDC website said the CDC vouchers are not valid for purchase of lottery pro- uh, lottery products, petrol, diesel, alcohol, or cigarettes, right? Yeah, but uh, they never say... They never say... I mean, yeah, you can spend a hard lens, yeah, la, then these uh, massage parlors are in hard lens, la, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what you choose to get from those massage parlors, it's not regulated that way, like, right? Mm. So, is it is it really a bad thing? Is and somebody to determine what's an essential service, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 I think, okay, so I think the main thing here is that uh, massage establishments, there is a Massage Establishments Act mm. to, and I quote, ensure that they do not cause social disamenities mm. or conduct vice activities. Mm. So, I think because uh, I mean, all these like sexual services provided at massage parlors is not part of their approved or regulated menu, la, right? Correct, correct, yeah. It's a side thing, right? Yeah. So, in if that's the case, then I think, yeah, la, like CDC vouchers are a bit hard. La. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is that now, now that maybe some people don't even know that you could use CDC vouchers. <laughs> now they can even literally go to CDC vouchers go where website and find out massage and then go and check out. <laughs> You know what? What is the what? What of services these places? Actually I mean, like offer? last year, right towards the end of December, I I mentioned, right, I was struggled. I had a bunch of CDC vouchers that I needed yeah, to use by yeah, a certain time. Yeah, you're like, we need to buy meat. I'm no, like, yeah, no. sorry, sorry, different yeah. type of meat now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that is true. Huh? like, mm. so if not for the sexual uh, services, yeah. That means it's perfectly fine using your CDC vouchers at masseuses, ma- massage parlors, lah. Yeah, but again, here's the question. Is it a victimless crime if an old man decides to use CDC vouchers and go and get a happy ending at a massage parlor? Is it a victimless crime? That's the question, you know? Is the person giving the old person uh, the happy ending, is she or he doing it willingly or not? 
I mean, let's assume willingly, lah, right? Uh, because ultimately they're offering an illegal service, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, but I'm 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 not so cons- I'm not so uh I'm not talking about the legality of it now. But mm. like, is the there a victim? Are. You know, like really, CDC vouchers already give to this old person already. So, uh, he wants to use it on whatever he wants, uh, groceries, yeah, massage, some happy endings. <laughs> why why who are we to you know? police how he spends it like, right? and, and should we be policing how, how people spend yeah, it yeah someone you see, see watches use you know, yeah I bought eggs <laughs> uh, milk and happy ending <laughs> yeah yeah because you only can use half I think uh, on, on like uh, Heartland Mall uh, Heartland Shops and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah correct so definitely there'll still be you'll be more than just happy ending like, yeah. I think it's one of the things where okay if by law they are not supposed to offer these sexual services mm-hmm that means by law, CDC, you cannot yeah, uh, use to that. resume. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think, I don't know whether every law, there is always a victim, whether mm. every law needs there to be a victim to be illegal. Yeah. So in this case, I don't know whether there's a victim. La. It just feels like, okay, like it's very clear that you cannot. Yeah. So cannot. La. Correct, correct. They, they, yeah. I mean, the, the pres- apparently they quoted the guy who heads up governance and economy, the economy department at the Institute of Policy Studies, Christopher Gee who said that inappropriate use of CDC vouchers can hurt Singaporeans' sense of fairness, especially as the scheme is funded with taxpayers' money. So mm. I think it's the general philosophical concept that, oh, CDC voucher ultimately is taxpayers' money. Mm. And if people are using taxpayers' money, they're going to get happy <laughs> ending. happy endings. Come on, Singaporeans. Fucking welfare yeah. to the max. Yeah, yeah. What kind of society is this? Man? <laughs> uh, and, and I guess... Like, like the the one thing that uh, they also pointed out is that you don't want to go to the other extreme where every uh, shop or anything that wants to put themselves down mm. needs to be audited. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because true. then it's tricky. Is it require manpower costs? Uh? Then you send more reporters down to these parlors, <laughs> sit through 60-minute massages and, and, and wait, wait to be asked. About happy endings. After this, maybe today online we'll get a like a full tsunami of applicants to become journalists. <laughs> uh. Imagine what kind of like this is your like your boss tell you, oh, today your assignment is to go for a massage at these two places, and yeah. then wait to ask if they ask you happy ending. Like what? Like what kind of job is that, man? That's amazing, right? Yeah, like every Monday is like okay, you go and cover the ongoing conflict in Gaza. Yeah. This one, you go and cover the uh, Rohingya uh, refugees. You go to these two massage parlors. You <laughs> they're like, damn it, that's my punishment for, or at least that's my reward for coming in uh, late. Uh. Oh, it. <laughs> but I mean, so so would you say like it's like this kind of thing is is really should should be frowned upon, lah? Uh? I mean, ultimately, it's illegal activities. Yeah, and uh, like you said, lah, like, you know, there's that question of these legal t- activities. They're not regulated, so yeah. even the people who administering these legal activities, uh, yeah, what what's their deal, right? They mm. could be, they, they might be coerced into doing it for whatever reasons as well. Yeah. It's not, uh, just general vice is just not a good place to be around. Not, not a good thing to have in your neighborhood. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But I wonder then, all these, these places of vice, like even CDC vouchers, right? that means I, probably you can use pay now to pay, right? I suppose. For so. endings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. That's damn funny, man. Yeah. It's like smart nation but used to pay for uh, happy endings. Uh. I mean, this is the this Go is QR code and all. Uh. this is the next level of smart nation, right? People <laughs> really the heartland businesses, you know, using oh, uh, all wow, these yeah. things. It was like the, I mean, all those years ago, there was there were all these people who were abusing the 
uh, what, there was a, a scheme where a PIC scheme, mm. a productivity and innovation grant, where I think they was uh, giving grants to people to you know build websites and all. And wasn't there someone who built like a, a vice website or right, an escort yeah. services website? With that, with that money, you know, and yeah. he got a grant for he it. Anyway. <laughs> and then now, no more fucking grant. Yeah. So that yeah. is the victim. Ah, so yeah, correct. Ah, ah, we are the victims. Yeah, we can't buy computers and iPads and all that. Good. Yeah, it was a great grant to help small medium enterprises like ours to uh, procure, um, yeah, like computers and things. Uh. Yeah. But now it's gone because of abusers like that. Ah. Yeah. So we are the victims. We are the victims. <laughs> we talk about victims, Christ. We are the victims. So no to these happy endings. No man. happy endings for you. No happy endings for these people. <laughs> Don't abuse it. <laughs> so, without taking into account our own thing, we were trying to talk, you know, hypothetically, theoretically, but the yeah. more we realised, fuck, yeah. the grant that we used before to get our iMac and all, which was pretty good. I think yeah, they, they uh, covered 30, up to 60%, right? Something like 30, 40%. I yeah, think, it was yeah. a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, fucking, they got discontinued because this one asshole built a escort, like yeah. a ring uh, yeah. with it. La. Maybe Maybe now this one, because of this, the next time you cannot use CDC anymore to buy your meat or your eggs. So yeah. because someone else wanted his wanted his meat stroked and then you can't get your meat. You can't get your regular <laughs> meat which you just wanted to buy back and go and make a stew at home or something. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. So bad. Bad, bad. bad massage parlors. Yeah. We have come to a, this is another <laughs> iconic yellow butt moment where we have discovered <laughs> our own butt <laughs> in a yellow butt moment. Oh, allow it. Yeah. Fucking hell. This is not victimless, man. Yeah, it's not victimless. Not at victimless all. at all. <laughs> Bad massage parlor. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Well, that wraps that wraps that case up. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah interesting. Cool. Have you finished using your CDC vouchers? Oh, yeah, yeah, I used it on the, the previous day. Oh, I mean this year. Yeah. yeah this year I started using started it. Using it. Yeah, okay, started. Okay. I'm trying to make it be more be more intentional about it. Like. Mm. At least yeah, now you know. You can get a massage if you your neck. Neck yeah, pain, right? <laughs> Neck Make sure it's a clean one, eh? <laughs> And you say no, eh? You say no when, when they ask you, eh? Yeah. Neck pains, correct, yeah. correct. Uh, but yeah, man. Mm. Cool. Cool, um, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, what is what is your one shot comment, man? Um, my one shot comment, I guess, is just going back to Reddit again, lah. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed being on YouTube and uh, TikTok a lot for comments recently. Mm. I think Reddit still, ultimately, still people still, you know. Uh, give the most sane, more level-headed uh, kind of comments. Uh. So, uh, interesting one is on the episode 485, talking mm. about, uh, you know, using n- new notes for Chinese New Year. So, Ravinene, or Rav- Raven, I don't know if it's Ravenene or what. Uh. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> new listener, just find your podcast. Ravenene. Ah, okay. Okay, find your podcast, enjoying it. Um, About the new notes, maybe superstition. So Ravenene identifies as a relaxed Taoist and goes praying like uh, once a week, oh, a week ago and was given two candles and a bunch of incense to light. As I was lighting the candle, a temple uncle came up to me and said, Girl, don't light your incense using other people's candles. You are borrowing from their luck and you don't know whether or not their luck is good or bad. Only light directly from the main temple fire. I never thought about it that way, but maybe that's why superstitions are supposed to give comfort and I guess then it can be a lot of copium in the details, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess what the discussion here is just that, you know, uh, you can't say all superstition is, is bad. Sometimes it just gives people comfort and you know, helps them to cope with their day-to-day existence. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not against rituals or superstition or that, but uh, uh, 
I, I think it's not good when it starts affecting your personal relationships with your family and your friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Which I've seen a lot of that happen. And so I'm like, mm, I think. So you're saying like sometimes maintaining it preserves the relationship yeah, as well? I mean, a lot of religion is about rituals, right? Mm -hmm. Just go every Sunday doing something or every, you know, uh, whether it's you're Hindu and what type of some means to be all that. It's a, it's, a, it's a very big like family thing as well. It's a very mm -hmm. big part of their existence and. And who are we to say, oh, don't do it, you know? Uh, but there are also, you know, religions and religious practices that pull people apart, la, pull people apart from their families, disallow them from, you know, celebrating events with their families. Or getting like married. Getting married, yeah, things like that, you know, mm. which I find you need to examine, yeah, what is the, what's the real value of that, la, right? That is true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, cool. Uh, my... My one shock thing is a comment that actually came a few, like a week ago. I think we were talking about like um, the People's Park Complex, episode mm. 473. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tropical Fish 1117 just posted that uh, after listening to the podcast, they highlighted that uh, the uh, one of the original architects from DP Architects, Tae Keng Soon, mm -hmm. his new book is actually out. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I think he... he passed away right mm, mm. Uh, but yeah his his book came out and it was reviewed by Straits Times mm. and like yeah it's a it's it's, it's I guess he if you read out about his history he was quite a maverick la. yeah right he has been in civil service in architecture um, DP architects they've done a bunch of cool shit mm. uh, and he's also known for his urbanization Mm. Uh, which combines, I think, I guess, rural and urban. Yeah. So pretty cool, uh, Um, that his book is out. Mm. I've never actually gotten like a a historical book about a Singaporean, uh, personality. Like I still haven't read the Hard Truths by Lee Kuan Yew. Oh, uh, Lee Kuan Yew story. Yeah. yeah even yeah. the the um, like uh, what's the comic? Charlie Charlie Chan Hock Chai. Uh, it's fictional though. I know. Uh, I know. The Art of Charlie Chan Hock Chai. Ah, the yeah. Art of Charlie Chan Hock Chai. Fictional. But it's still kind of like by a Singaporean who got global appeal or, yeah, or, or yeah. did some great work. I haven't. So, mm. so yeah, interesting. Like, I didn't know there was a book. But yeah, cool. Thanks for thanks for highlighting that. Mm. Yeah, nice. man. All right. Yeah. And then the one shook thing. Uh, okay, my one shook thing is yeah. a video. Mm. Uh, chance upon on my feed recently. It's why Ip Man's insane fight scenes feel so real by the modern martial artist, uh, which is a channel on YouTube with close to a million subscribers. Uh, but yeah, they do a very interesting breakdown of like the the fight scenes from the original Ip Man mm. starring Donnie Yen. Yeah. And uh, why those fight scenes feel so real versus like what you normally watch on Hollywood and, and, and all that. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a very interesting breakdown of like karate versus Wing Chun. But generally, why? Why? Uh, generally, because I think the crux of it is that Hollywood fight scenes, whenever... You know, you've watched Iman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the iconic one versus ten scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually Hollywood, when you have like one versus ten, uh, especially like Kung Fu or whatever, like, right? Or even Kung Fu movies, like they have to come up with very elaborate uh like sequences, but like that don't make sense about why why if there are ten people, why is it they're only attacking one at a time? Yeah. But if you watch the Iman fight scene, there's like scenes where he's fighting with four people at a yeah, time. Yeah. And they make it uh, logical why only one or two punches can be thrown at a time la, mm. by by various sequences and, and 
having things appear in front of camera and stuff like that. Like, like, like the guy kicks and, you know, Donnie and just sort of ducks out of the way. So yeah, there's one guy less and then there's three others and then, you know, they, they, they play with that. Like. So the idea of like um, playing with space or so and the idea of Wing Chun as a martial art where you, you use a lot more of your core to fight as opposed to wild swinging punches, like, right? Mm. Which is what the other Kung Fu practitioners uh, usually do. is like very big like, wild swinging punches. Oh. So the idea of Wing Chun is really like you get in close to a person and you use moment their momentum and a lot of fast good punches fast good right. punches so I think uh, having that the them come in so close makes it feel more realistic but also is a better reflection of why Wing Chun is a you know in I mean according to the show like, why Wing Chun is a better martial art than than the other martial arts shown in the show uh, so it's quite interesting breakdown that way where it's it's not just about the cinematography but also about the the philosophy of the martial art like. Uh, yeah, so it's quite an interesting uh, thing. Yeah, wow, that is cool. Yeah, um, I haven't watched Iman. Eh, if I watch Iman two, yeah, I watch Iman two also. Yeah, 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 there's four, right? Up to four. Yeah, there's a lot. But it got a bit. I mean, they're all after a while a bit, a bit clownish, lah, right? Uh, I mean, when Mike Tyson's acting in the Iman uh, movie, true, you know, you sort of jump the shark there. That's but, true, la. But yeah, la, the, the first one was 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 really quite something. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, mine was uh, it was last week that happened. Mm. Um, I think. Mm. A lot of people saw videos on it. Is the draw between Malaysia and South Korea mm, in yeah. the Asian Cup? Yeah. Um, and I think it was in the uh last sixteen. Mm, mm. Uh, you know, sorry, it was just before the last sixteen. It was a group stage, and Malaysia drew with South Korea three three. And this was a fully stocked South Korea team, lah. Mm. Um, and it was in the group stages. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, of course, Malaysia got uh, knocked out and all. But you see the videos, you see the highlights, right? And like when they score, the crowd going wild. wild. Even talking about it is giving me goosebumps. Uh. This was in Malaysia, is it? Or no, the Asia Cup is happening in... Uh, in Middle East. Uh, is it? Uh, where? Uh, Malaysia... Doha. You Doha. Know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, correct, in Doha. So, Doha. Okay. Yeah, so, so Malaysia, I mean, they got knocked out, but I think they equalized in like the last minute of extra time. Yeah, yeah. And it was a damn exciting game. La. So, yeah. and it just it just reminded me of like how nice it is to have your country compete. And yeah, you go out and all, but you see stories of the Malaysian fans and they're getting emotional and all. It's like, wow, lao, eh. so shook. And here we are, I, we're not even anywhere close to being in the Asian Cup. Mm. I think even Palestine was in the Asian Cup. Yeah. Iran, countries that have literal wars going on. Yeah, yeah. And Singapore soccer is just... So it was more like a reminder because I think now in Singapore, it's so rare that we have a sporting event where we can all get behind. Mm. Now it's like individuals like, you know, Loki, yeah, Loki, yeah. Loki on you, uh, Loki and you, Shanti Pereira. But a team, right? Mm. It's, it's, wow, it's, it's, I really miss that. Like. And you see the highlights of this, this game, it's it's insane. Like. Mm, mm. So yeah, hopefully one day we can get there. Like. I mean, we also played South Korea not too long ago, right? We when, lost. When you were in yeah, South Korea. Yeah. When I was in South Korea. You got destroyed, right? Yeah, I got Fornil, destroyed. Is it or something? Yeah, and I can't imagine it being like a close at all. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This one, 3-3, three, three, Malaysian underdogs. I mean, it's, it's also, it also made me realize that this year, there's actually a lot of sporting stuff happening. Mm. I mean, there's Asian Cup, yes. Then there's Olympics. Then there's Euros. Mm. Then there's the Copa, Copa America. Mm. Mm. Ah, so... Interesting lineup. La. I see, I see. Yeah, so so Malaysia's cool. out already. La. Out, la, out. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I mean, exciting, Zell. You see, and you see the game, la. you see the fucking passion of the players. Wow. Yeah. Solid. La. Yeah. Solid, man. But yeah. Oh, well, kudos to Malaysia. 
So Kudos to Malaysia, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's it for this week. Mm, mm. Start of the week. Uh, uh, yeah, we've got more coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Probably have a guest later this week or so. Yeah, uh, then that will come out around Chinese New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it should be interesting. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, cool. thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, if you're new to this podcast, if you've been listening and you enjoy it a lot, please do uh, recommend us to at least one person who may not have heard of us. Follow us on all the socials. And if you want to work with us, email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Cool. Thanks, everybody.